the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to The Dan Proft Show. Again, you can uh, follow the program at danproftshow.com. Follow us on social media at Dan Proft and at Dan Proft Show. Not China's fault. No, no, it was not the Chicom's fault, uh, the COVID-19. The World Health Organization, a Chinese-owned and operated, has uh, announced that uh, the virus did not likely escape from the Wuhan Virology Lab, but rather uh, is more likely to have been transmitted from an animal to a human, and that's what started the spread. So don't go blaming President Xi and those good people over in Beijing. Uh, some have, some have not, uh, but I'm sure they'll be happy to, as the Associated Press did, amplify this dubious information without any consideration. You know, there's a, there won't be any warnings in Dorsey World about uh, the WHO's press release on behalf of the Chinese Communists, of course. Uh, and the Trump administration, senior national security officials there, including Pompeo, suggested in the closing days of that administration that it was pretty clear that it did come from the virology lab, whether it was purposeful or accidental is an open question. So here we go again. We're going to have uh, our press corps, I suspect, we'll see them doing the bidding of Chinese communists. The same way our press corps 50 years ago was largely doing the bidding of Soviet communists during the height of the Cold War and in, obviously into the Reagan era when he, in a dastardly fashion, called the Soviet Union the evil empire to the chagrin of the D.C. press corps. It hasn't changed over the last uh, 40 years. It's just gotten worse and more allied, more sympathetic to America's enemies, at least the foreign ones. And that's been clear. And so we'll see how this plays out. But uh, it uh, calls for a stop, look, and listen and all things COVID-19 related, including the infringements on your liberty and our comedy as a populist, C-O-M-I-T-Y, as well as C-O-M-E-D-Y, a comedy and comedy. And Tony Fauci was on with our friend Brett Barron's special report saying, uh, you know, this mask wearing has to go on until until he says so. You know, but that will really be dependent upon how we get the level of virus in the community down. If we can get, and I have used this as an estimate, it's not definitive, that if we can get 70 to 85% of our population vaccinated and get to what we would hope would be to a degree of herd immunity, which really is an umbrella or a, or a veil of protection against the community, where the level of virus is so low, it's not a threat at all, then at that point you could start thinking in terms of not having to have uniform wearing of masks. But- so as soon as there's no possibility of transmission, uh, meaning there's no possibility that it continues to exist, 
And this is part of what we're seeing in the reporting now, uh, Wall Street Journal this week. As COVID-19 vaccines raise hope, cold reality dawns that illness is likely here to stay. The ease of transmission, new strains, limits of vaccination programs all mean COVID-19 will be around for years and big business. Well, there you go. Not only will it be around for years, uh, and thus you'll have those using this as the basis to exercise control over others, take full advantage, it becomes a cottage industry, and so you'll have a built-in constituency around continuing with these all the policies of the COVID enthusiasts and the uh, authoritarian inclined. Isn't that nice? So uh, restaurants in Chicago begging to go from 25% capacity to 50% capacity. Oh, indoor dining resuming end of week in New York. Isn't that wonderful? The Supreme Court weighing in on California's uh, unconstitutional infringements on religious liberty to uh, right that opportunity for California residents. But, I mean, you're playing whack-a-mole with these make-believers, these lockdowners, and, uh, boy, I, I don't know, that's going to get exhausting. And that certainly includes now the federal government. Transportation Security Administration, TSA, announcing last week will begin fining travelers up to $1,500 for failing to wear a proper face mask. It's not just it's not just the, what you're wearing. It's how you're wearing it. The TSA regulation mandates masks should fit snugly but comfortably aside, against the side of the face. So I'm going to ask a TSA agent next time I go through security. You know, this is snug, but it's not comfortable. Where should I write my $1,500 check? To TSA? Can I just give it to you directly? And I was recently on a flight, and uh, the the beginning of the flight, the middle of the flight, the end of the flight was all some air waitress telling me how uh, much of a threat I'm under if I take my mask off to have the complimentary checks mix and don't put it back up after I'm done chewing a bite. It was really uh, just annoying, but there, it's more than annoying because, of course, uh, what's next? Not just the stiff fines f- for arbitrary enforcement of mask policy, uh, you know, the details of which are unknowable, which means they're not the law. Uh, you also have uh, this uh, story to us. The mannequin from the men's department at uh, the Macy's in Mishawaka, who's now the transportation secretary, Federal officials are considering whether to require airline passengers have negative coronavirus tests before boarding domestic flights. Proof of a negative test already required for passengers boarding international flights under a policy imposed by CDC. Mayor Pete told Axios over the weekend there's an active conversation with CDC right now about whether to require a negative test for domestic travel as well. And then I would say, well, okay, that's okay. I'm just going to drive everywhere. But then I'm going to have to turn in my gas guzzler for some sort of electric smart car to even do that. I'm sure that will be next. No, it's not a problem because, number one, they're rent-seeking big business and uh, they're shameful. Their conduct has been shameful to begin with. Number two, it's okay because they'll get bailed out. So just crater, we'll just crater your business and then uh, we'll print some more funny money and we'll send you 40 or $50 billion, maybe $100 billion a year, year and a half from now. So, you know, you'll have to lay off a bunch of employees, but that's just regular people. Who cares? We'll make sure that uh, your airline survive. We'll bail you out on the back end after we destroy you on the front end. No problem. This is religious in its ferocity, this mask business. And it's to keep you focused on mask wearing or even the discussion about mask wearing, although there's not much of a discussion that's allowed. You have to abide this make-believe or you're a bad person, so you focus on that and wear your mask and look, everybody, I'm a good person. And, uh, oh, meanwhile, uh, they're uh, printing another $2 trillion of uh, money that your kids will 
have to pay back in some material form. Uh, meanwhile, they're imposing these further strictures and draconian fines associated with enforcement. And meanwhile, they're making all sorts of other threats. And meanwhile, they're keeping your schools closed. And meanwhile, they're keeping your res your restaurants and your businesses closed. And meanwhile, they're moving a $15 minimum wage that's going to put your restaurant out of business. You know, while they've got you distracted being an orderly citizen in their brave new world, they're moving all these policies against you, your individual liberties, as I mentioned, as well as your economic interests. But no problem. There's a good piece in City Journal by a former uh, reporter for the Houston Chronicle called Science Betrayed. And he looks at the instruction of science at the K-12 through level. And he talks to researchers of all political stripes. They all come to the same conclusion about how poor the science instruction is in classrooms and in, in K-12 classrooms in America. And so uh, here's the combination of what you have. You have the lack of science being taught. And then you have anybody who has the same credentials and actually did get an education in sciences and actually is a recognized scientist. I think immediately of John Ioannidis, the uh, world-renowned epidemiologist out of Stanford. Uh, you have anybody like that that uh, starts to question the TV doctors and the government scientists, and they just get marginalized. They're relegated to places like the American Institute for Economic Research in terms of anybody who will listen to them or or people like, you know, hosts like us on this program who will listen to them based on the quality of their scholarship, based on the questions they're asking, based on the points they're making, rather than just their credential or their government sinecure. And so you have a world actually without science, and the more they say it, the less we re rely on it, actually. Isn't that ironic? That n nothing will change so long as they can hold the line, and then we'll transition to the next pandemic, or something akin to it, which of course is the climate apocalypse. And this is another area where even when you're Michael Moore, just to start talking about science in general, you get shut down. Michael Moore produced a documentary called Planet of Humans in 2019 that called into question really some of the policies that have been advanced by environmentalists in terms of alternative fuels, particularly biomass. And it was really a sort of devastating indictment of what environmentalists are saying about the potential of alternate energy sources, particular ones, versus what the reality is. And how many people have seen Planet? This is Michael Moore. Why isn't this celebrated? Why isn't he on all these talk shows? Talk, he executive produced it. He wasn't the, the interviewer, the documentarian on camera, but he executive produced it. Where is this driving our discussion or even included in the discussion about climate policy with uh, climate czar Kerry and his climate team? Nowhere. One of uh, President Trump's gravest errors was platforming Tony Fauci. Good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.